are you doing, Sonia? I'm fine. It was really, really warm yesterday, which was so nice. It was like the highlight of the year mm -hmm. when I could be sitting out in the sun, warm, in shorts and a tank top. I think it's like the first time I've ever done that in Iceland, so I feel good right now. Mm -hmm. I think I've even got a tan. Yeah. <laughs> I got a little baby tan. I wouldn't go that far for me yet. <laughs> like a bit of a sunburn. And then pink. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> We've talked about how it's we both have become kind of like moles. Yeah. Because we're so used to the darkness now and that when the sun comes out, I think, didn't you have a rash the other day? Yeah, I honestly get, I get heat rash now because I'm so <laughs> unused to the sunshine. And actually, do you know what? I don't think we deserve the sunshine anymore because yesterday, of course, was a boiling hot, like 22 degrees or whatever. Was it 22? It, I think it was between, I think highs of 24, but I don't think it was 24 the whole time. Wow. That's actually really warm. Mm -hmm. But everyone around me, including myself, was like... It's a bit too hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me get in some shade real quick. And then we just had to go inside. Yeah. And I actually just had to have a nap. I had to just yeah. got sunstroke and had to take myself to bed. <laughs> Isn't this this is a common thing in Iceland? Like if the sun is out and shining, people put their buffs on because like they don't want the sun to hit their head because what? they'll get like this sunstroke. I think it's called like Solstinker or something like this. And yeah. I've heard Dunne talking about it. And I think that's so funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I need to protect myself yeah. from this Icelandic sun. <laughs> and with the buff on and the like blazing sun, sometimes I, yeah, I think I saw, I learned about this at the Lekskole. It was like, don't let a little child out without the buff on. If I mean, the sun is out. Yeah. It's, it's not, not smart. <laughs> I mean, it maybe makes sense. Uh, sunstroke is probably not something you know that you want. No, but I find I still find that hilarious. Yeah, I think it. I think yesterday was just. Yeah, I really hope we have more days like this this mm -hmm. summer. I'm I'm not going to get though too hooked on the idea though. Maybe we've used up all our credit now. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's it. <laughs> but uh, we went to this. Like, I I feel like I've stumbled across like a a hidden gem in Reykjavik. Hey. We went uh, yesterday to this place called Mamma Reykjavik, which is like, like it's just a lunch place. But on on Saturdays they have this like secret like party going on, and it's like it's not like people are not drinking, people are not you know, it's well, nothing like that. But there was like live music. There was this like. Everyone was dancing. There was cacao. There was kombucha, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Wow!" Like this, I'd never been to an event like that in Iceland, and I'm so grateful that I found it, and I want everyone to go. Mm -hmm. um, it was so fun. Yeah, I actually was there with you, <laughs> <laughs> telling you as if you don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I think it is a totally a hidden gem. Yeah, it's like right on where Skolvestegur meets Lögvegur. Yeah, and up on the top floor with this like tiny but really charming rooftop kind of bar or like yeah. cacao and kombucha bar oh but it was so wholesome definitely and everyone was just letting yeah. loose like yeah. dancing I, I just I guess I true. haven't been in a place where people are dancing for no. a year and a half true and I, f I felt like it was totally like no judgment mm -hmm. and just yeah such a hippie fun vibe mm -hmm. I really liked it I was not like I had prepared myself like when you told me it was going to be something that was you know like cacao and kombucha and and music and like you know, kind of like sound healing mm -hmm. vibe. But I I was not quite prepared to walk into like full on, like just all out dancing. Almost ecstatic dancing. Ex yeah, but it was awesome. Like you saw me and Thunder, we were both kind of like 
trying to warm up a bit. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you came in in the middle and everyone yeah. had done their warming up. But it I was so it. fun. I think we should go again. Yeah. So I liked It's every Saturday. I think so. I think so. And I have to try this taco place that you've told me about. Exactly. So the peop- the band that was playing, I think they're the guys who opened the new taco place that's just around the corner. Mm-hmm. Again, best tacos in Reykjavik. I think it's so nice to see Reykjavik open up again and these like fun little events start happening, you know. I'm, so, I'm I'm excited. I'm so excited for the summer. Mm. But yeah, last night was just kind of just weird. It was the first mm. night, or actually the second night after COVID where all restrictions were lifted. So mm. it was just like a, a zoo downtown. It really was. A zoo is a good way yeah. to describe it. But so fun. Like I, yeah, I'm definitely ready for more kind of like life to come back and like I think a lot of restaurants died out, so now yeah. a lot of newer restaurants are coming in. That's going to be fun. Do you feel like you have to, I mean, I feel like I have to warm up to it, though. Do you know what I mean? I, like, I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed by, like, everything that's happening. I feel like I need to, like, slowly, like, I'm like, I'm ready to go home at 11 now. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I have to, <laughs> I have to stop pushing. I, I also definitely have to warm up. Mm-hmm. I feel like this, I think this year has really, I've really become more introverted than I've ever been Mm -hmm. but I'm also really happy after the year Mm. I think there's something nice about having these restrictions where you know you I'm all I'm the kind of person that like wants to do everything at once like I will look up like five different events happening in a night and I'll be like I want to go there 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 and like kind of have a fear of missing out Mm -hmm. but when there you can't do anything you just kind of become happy and content with just going for a walk on a Saturday night and then it actually yeah it made me happy so yeah. So there's like a, a good a good thing about COVID <laughs> that that was the like time to kind of recharge and Yeah, exactly. Just... And find pleasure in the little things. Definitely. I think I definitely think so. So should we should we kind of say why why we're here and what mm-hmm. is the purpose of this podcast? What are you listening to? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the first ever episode of Inlandinkar. Yes. What is Inlandinkar? That's a really good question. We've been like asking ourselves this question yeah. again and again because yeah. it is it is a bit difficult to kind of just explain really simply. Mm-hmm. But I think to us, Inlandinkar, the word mm-hmm. for us, it's how we would like to be defined. You know, yeah. Not Utlandinkar. Mm-hmm. That somehow Utlandinkar is a little bit exclus- uh, exclusionary. Mm-hmm. I don't like, and I know it doesn't, it doesn't mean. You know, utlendingar means foreigner, mm-hmm. foreigners in Icelandic, but it has the word ut in, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of like, yeah, but we're we're not ut. Like that's the whole point. We're yeah. in, we're yeah. in. So we decided to just change the name. Definitely. I don't think that. I I think utlendingar. It makes sense to talk about somebody who's just coming, maybe for like uh, a semester abroad or a tourist. A tourist. Yeah, definitely like a tourist, something mm-hmm. like this, but not somebody who is like growing new roots. And learning the language and like maybe has family here, has a lover here, something like mm-hmm. that. It's just the word, yeah, at least it doesn't sit well with me. So that's why we're going to call ourselves Inlandigar. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason that we're here and the reason that we're so passionate about this, because we are really passionate about this. I think that it's time for us Inlandigar to um, start making ourselves heard. Mm-hmm. We need to have a voice. And I haven't noticed, I haven't seen very many uh, like media outlets or spaces where we get to express ourselves about our experience here in Iceland. Yeah. The good, the bad, the ugly, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really important and really cathartic for 
for people like us to, yeah, to have that space and to have those conversations. And I guess that's what we want to do here with this podcast um, is just make a bit of a space and make a bit of a community mm-hmm. and talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. Yeah. Um, and m- so we feel heard and seen also and just mm-hmm. th- creating this space yeah. of inclusion and belonging and community. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Super. some of the things that we might want to do, or I definitely want to do, is I want to get some other inland thinkers like us, mm-hmm. people who were maybe brought up in a different country who are now in Iceland for whatever reason, bring them in. Why are you here? What are you doing? You know, how do you like it? What do you like? What do you don't like? What do you not like? Um, I'm so curious about these uh, wow. these kinds of people. Every time I'm walking down the street and I hear somebody speaking English. You want to know their story. Yeah, definitely. And I oft, I've been hearing it more and more now where mm-hmm. I hear... You know, like a one parent at least is English speaking and then they have a child who's speaking English to them, but like with an Icelandic accent. Mm-hmm. And so it's clear that this person is, you know, an inlandigar, someone yeah. that's living here with, with their family probably. And I just want to know how they've moved here and like their experiences, because I think it's it is really difficult to be a foreigner or an inlandigar in mm-hmm. Iceland like it's really beautiful how mm-hmm. people are so connected in Iceland and Icelandic people just get each other but it really makes you feel you know excluded when you're in these settings definitely it's it's yeah. so hard to get in mm-hmm. isn't it definitely and there's a sense that you know people's and this may be like this may not be true but the, at least from our point of view there's a sense that People are like settled. People mm-hmm. have been settled for the last 20 years, or 30, 40, 50 years. They have the same friends that they've always had. Yeah. And it's then some, then then it's hard to kind of, it's hard to present yourself as like, you know, attractive. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. why would someone be interested in you? And I know for a fact, like everyone I know in Iceland who's a foreigner, they're amazing mm-hmm. and their stories are incredible and they have so much to offer, um, but it can be, kind of difficult when when that's not recognized no definitely as much yeah and I, I think it's uh it's really important I think everyone can kind of feel this feeling mm-hmm. if you're living in Iceland away from your family and then also away from your friends and then you feel like you have to meet some new friends and Icelandic people may might not be willing to you know uproot their you know Mm-hmm. life and their friends to kind of go out of their way to meet new yeah why people. would they they yeah. don't they don't need new friends necessarily no. and i'm not trying to generalize of course this is not everyone yeah. but that's kind of the impression that at least we have had. yeah true and, and also I, maybe this is just me in my head and i'm telling myself this but at least well then we'll find out when we speak to other people yeah, <laughs> and they'll be like nope like yeah. i've got no problems like yeah. integrating yeah but maybe that will lead us on to our subject for today mm-hmm which is the Icelandic language, which I think is probably the biggest barrier to integrating in Iceland. Yeah, Iceland. I think it is definitely like it. I think it's this is m- the hardest part for me in social settings is, you know, do I speak English, Icelandic? Like it's kind of yeah. it's just always a bit of an anxiety causes me anxiety. The number of breakdowns that I've had yeah. because of the Icelandic <laughs> yeah. language yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, it all stems back to that, like it, the, the language. Mm-hmm. I think this feeling of exclusion or 
mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily fitting in or, you know, these these parts about that I think are the hardest parts of living in Iceland. I think it just all kind of, at least what I think is it stems from this, you know, lack of Icelandic language. Yeah. And the fact that it's so, such a difficult language to learn. Yeah. It takes many years. It takes many, many yeah. years to learn Icelandic. Yeah. And like, I feel like now I'm at a level where I understand probably I would say 90% of what's going on, depending on the context. Mm-hmm. But still, for example, like I was looking at like a bank website. I needed to do something with my bank. And then suddenly this is a whole nother set of vocabulary that I'm not used to. And do you know what? I pressed X and I was going to ask somebody else to do it for me because it was so demoralizing. Mm-hmm. I was like, two years later, I still can't do this. Yeah. Um, but... To be honest, I think it, these kinds of things can even be difficult in English sometimes, yeah. like navigating a website on a bank and like mm-hmm. to do it in another language is is really difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it takes so that. much energy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes it can feel really demor- demoralizing because you're like, okay, for example, if you're like, okay, I need to do X, X, S, X today. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is a nice, like, do you know what I mean? It's the language that stops you from doing something yeah. that would usually be very easy. And then mm-hmm. you get to the end of the day and you're like, wait. Why have I not done that like yeah. simple thing that is not actually simple at all? Um, and then, yeah. It goes back to this Icelandic language. <laughs> it's the Icelandic yeah. language, yeah. How's, so, how's your Icelandic at the moment? Mm, I mean, I would say that I understand about 80%. I think that I'm speaking more and more. I speak Icelandic mostly with, you know, my boyfriend's mom. She speaks only Icelandic to me and I speak... Icelandic to her. Has she always speaking, spoken Icelandic to you? Yeah. From she, the beginning? Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, which can be definitely hard at times, but I think that it's been really helpful to have mm-hmm. that like one person, maybe not everyone around me, but just like one person that kind of consistently speaks Icelandic with me. Um, but yeah, I would say my Icelandic is, well, it is the best it's been. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can understand what's going on at a dinner table, which I think is like one of the most important things for me. Yeah. Just just to be able to understand what's going on and not feel like that potato <laughs> at the table. <laughs> we love to call ourselves a potatoes because Oh a potato. Yeah, the first year I was yeah. just yeah. I it was becoming so boring mm-hmm. to be in all Icelandic speaking settings because I was just like I, I honestly thought that just by listening, I wouldn't learn. Like, I was just like, I I think I'll just, like, never learn. Mm. I won't ever learn. Like, I was just like... I okay, kinda, game over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, unless I just drown myself in Icelandic grammar and, you know, like, throw my ego out the window yeah. because I know that my grammar's not going to be perfect all the time mm. um, and just, like, study Icelandic all the time. That was the only way I was going to learn. And then I think I really beat myself up about it yeah and yeah but anyways my Icelandic is it's a work in progress Mm -hmm. I think it's um it's not stopping me now in social settings at least so much I can uh, at least understand what's going on that's good yeah but how about yours how's your (sighs) my Icelandic is okay I've been here a little bit less time than you Mm -hmm. um it's okay but I had a big uh, it's such an emotional thing. I don't know why it is, but I get so emotional about my Icelandic. But I did have a big break breakthrough this week. Mm. What is it? So, backstory. One year ago, it's exactly one year ago, I went to a um, a dinner party. 
And I remember actually calling you or sending you a message mm-hmm. um, from the bathroom, like oh, yeah. in tears. And somebody had somebody had come up to me and like asked me a very simple question. They always ask really kind, simple questions. They were just interested in me. And when I tell you, I was sweating bullets. I was literally like beads of sweat running down my face. I went bright red. um, And I just remember looking at her, like saying something ridiculous in Icelandic, like looking at my boyfriend, giving him my drink and running away. I had to run. I had to remove myself from that situation because I had literally a fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. And I ran into the bathroom and like, I was crying and I had to pour like cold water on my wrists because I've heard that that cools you down quickly. And I was texting Sonia being like, fuck my life. Like, <laughs> this is horrible. Like, I'm never going to be. But um, this week or last week, I went to a graduation party mm-hmm. and some of my family were there um, who I don't know. And they came up to me and spoke to me in Icelandic and I remained calm. I was able to respond and um, yeah, it was a huge moment. And it was not like I was there cracking jokes in Icelandic, you know, I, I don't feel like they got my personality, yeah. but I was at least able to hold a conversation. And that has been a huge deal for me because I've been studying really, really hard. Yeah. I've, I've, I'm like, I really want to learn this language. Yeah. And I've been going to classes, you know, many times a week. And it's only basically in the last month that I feel like I'm able to speak and yeah it was it was a huge deal and like I I have so far to go um but I was I was really proud of myself I came home like skipping home (laughs) (laughs) I think that's such a breakthrough for you though yeah just to you know speak with people you don't really know in Icelandic and get through it yeah and just survive feel bad about it afterwards like or feel like you yeah yeah. Didn't get something across that you wanted to, or I don't know. Mm. But yeah. Did you, do you think that you've been learning with your aunt? Mm-hmm. And she, does she typically just speak to you or like, do you have conversations or like, how does the, how do these like coffee sessions with your aunt go? Yeah. So my, my auntie is my teacher, which is a blessing. So we often just go and have coffee morning and we talk in Icelandic. And that has really, really helped. It's, um, yeah, we just talk. We just talk. And then when she finds like an interesting word or something, she'll like write it down. And we're both kind of language people. So I'm like interested in the like the stem of the like where where the word comes from, what it means, you know. Um, But mainly it's just been talking. And that's one thing that we didn't mention before. But like I feel really, really passionate about the fact that we have to practice our Icelandic like in real life. You know, there's one thing like writing down grammar, Mm -hmm. but there's... But I think what's helped me, one of the things that's helped me the most has been actually practicing Icelandic. But I find it really hard to speak Icelandic to Icelandic people. Yeah. Really hard. I don't know what it is, um, but I find it much more comfortable to speak with uh, other foreigners. Mm -hmm. So maybe what I would really love to do with Inlendingar is to organize language cafes or, you know, we, we go to a cafe and a bunch of foreigners come. We just practice our Icelandic no pressure. Mm-hmm. I think that would help so much. I think it'd be good also to have something that's not you're not you're not making a commitment. You're not. It's not a class. Not it's a class. just kind of. It's just for fun, and also to build a community. Definitely, I think that this would be really cool. So, do you how how have you liked learning Icelandic? Like, what is your favorite way to so, kind of study? You say that you're 
I'm a student of the language. So. I'm a student of the language, <laughs> yes. Um, I listen to podcasts. Yeah. I listen to podcasts and f- basically from the day that I... So I arrived in Iceland almost two years ago. I didn't speak anything. Um, but I almost immediately started listening to Icelandic podcasts. Okay. Which, and what, I, Do you have a favorite? Yes. My favorite is a podcast called Tharv Altafavera Green, mm-hmm. which is a comedy podcast, um, which I love. Um, I can maybe make a list of like all the ones that I listen to and, and post it somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I listened and for the first, honestly, nine months of listening, I didn't understand anything. Not one word. And I just I just continued listening. And my job is something where it's like, okay, to have like background noise that you don't really have to focus on. Mm-hmm. And I just listened and listened and listened and listened and listened. And then suddenly one day I understood 15%. Yeah. And then 20%. And I think it's just a... Uh, like I swear by it because then you start to maybe like things sound right yeah. or sound wrong and you don't really know why you didn't learn it but um yeah. I think I think that's definitely like that also for me I I would listen to the radio I would put just a roof yeah. on and I would have it on the background like my mom did this growing up anyway so it mm-hmm. kind of it made me feel less homesick also to oh, just yeah. have it on in the background. I even did it before I moved to Iceland just because it like reminded me of my mom. Mm-hmm. And I did it when I moved here also. Not really with it in mind that I was going to be learning Icelandic this way. But I definitely do agree with you that I like things just started to sound right. And I think that that had a lot to do with it. Just listening in the background even. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And watching the news. Like, do you do, I don't do that very much. Do you, you listen every day? Almost. We just, uh, it's kind of in our routine Mm. to put it on when we're cooking dinner or Mm -hmm. something. My parents also watch it home at home in California. Your dad dad doesn't speak any Icelandic. I don't know if he's like making up um, stories in his head as he's watching them because I watched him watching the news and he's just like, yeah, he's. it seems like he knows exactly what is going on. He and probably does in his head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's probably just building all these stories. I mean, I, I'm guilty of doing this when I go, when I was going to Icelandic movies in the very beginning when I moved here and I would just, you know, create a story in my head. Like, and I talked to my cousin who I went with afterwards and I was just like telling her about you know, what I had thought the plot was. And she was just like, wow, it was completely different. I was like, that was a a beautiful experience. I got to use my imagination. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's probably quite good for you. Yeah. But that that, I probably did, like, I sponged some some words in there, some phrases that ended up sounding right later down Mm. that helped me speak. Definitely. Uh, Yeah. I think it's like a really easy, really cheap way of just at least getting used to language so you listen you listen to podcasts Mm -hmm. you meet with your aunt Mm -hmm. for these coffee sessions and luckily she's a Iceland teacher so she's she's quite she's trained (laughs) that that that's really cool yeah I feel really lucky about that yeah and I've also started reading okay do you have have you do you read a like children's books or okay pro tip I don't read children's books because there are because I can't be bothered. No, like, it's boring. Okay, I was going to, like, I, yeah. I was, yeah. Like, I have a little bit too much pride, maybe. There's an ego issue there. Yeah. I bought Brave, though, and it's pretty good. Like, Brave? It, yeah, it's like a, can't tell you what it's about because I can't remember right off the top of my head. But <laughs> I didn't actually understand it, so. <laughs> but I, it was, like, the only children's book that I've actually enjoyed. But anyway, okay. so what kind of books are you reading? I, um, I read books that were not written in Icelandic that are translated into Icelandic. Okay. And I find that the language is a little bit simpler. 
mm-hmm. because it's not like it's not written in literary Icelandic. It's like at least I find it more um, accessible, and it takes me like honestly six months to get through a book, yeah. uh, like two pages at a time. Mm-hmm. Is it are they books that you've read in English already? Mm, not necessarily. Okay. Not necessarily. Um, just anything really that I find that I and if I see it's a translation, then it's then it's good. For example, I'm reading um, Trevor Noah's autobiography. I love that book. Yeah, but I read it in English. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm kind of hoping that I like understand it all because I genuinely want to know wow. about him. I might read that in Icelandic. Yeah, I'll I'll give it to you, and it might help that you like you've read it in Engl- English yeah. before. Yeah. Wow. No, you're you're inspiring me. I mm. bought. I went and bought. Uh, the uh, Malala book <gasps> in Icelandic. I was just like super ambitious then. And I I guess maybe part of my issue is that I'm a little bit impatient. Mm. <laughs> and when I'm reading, I want to just understand. I don't want to have to stop and look up a, a word if I don't know it. But the thing is, I don't think you have to. So you don't do that? I don't know. I'm not there with like a dictionary or anything. Okay. Okay. I have, okay, I have my iPod there so that if there's something that I don't understand yeah. or like I'd because I try and just work it out from the context because it's so much more fun to just be there reading like you know mm-hmm. if I can pick it up from the context then I'm not going to look up the word no but if it's stopping yeah. me from understanding then I'll look it up I guess I made uh, the bad decision also like okay so I tried Malala mm-hmm. and I think I just did it too early maybe I need to revisit the book and then Danne, my boyfriend he gave me a bunch of Harry Potter books Mm, that's a good idea. Yeah. But then all the vocab in Harry Potter, it was like wand and <laughs> um, <Cloak>. cauldron, <laughs> cauldron, the cloak. I was like, what are these words? Like, I was like, every other word, I was like, what is this? Like, I had no, I was, I thought it was going to be super simple. I was like, oh, Harry Potter, of course. Like, mm-hmm. um, I've like watched the movies and read the books and of course I'll know what's going on. But it was, yeah. The vocab was, I think like an autobiography is probably perfect because it's, you're not using any of these kind of... It's, it's everyday language at least. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so do you do anything, is there, so it's, you have like kind of a, the whole kind of... The whole thing, ha- but it's like very low key. Yeah. And for me, that's important. Yeah. I don't spend a lot of time anymore like going over grammar points or anything. No. But I just do stuff that I can do in the background, like podcasts. I just find it so easy because I just put it on. Yeah. And I, th- I genuinely think that it really, really helps. Mm-hmm. I also like listening to Icelandic. Maybe it's because my mom spoke Icelandic. It's and nostalgic. It's nostalgic. Like, yeah, yeah, I think it's really nice. I get really offended when like, my friends from California will say, it sounds so harsh, the language. I'm like, no, it's so beautiful and nurturing. Like, yeah. But it's probably, yeah, it's definitely like, yeah, probably because my family speaks it and I'm just so used to the language. Yeah. On another point, I've, have you found that like, um, like I... I think it's okay for me to make fun of Iceland. Yeah. If anyone else yeah. <laughs> from outside of this island yeah. says one bad word about yeah. Iceland, I get so defensive. Me too. I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? Yeah. Somebody said that like, oh my gosh, this was so triggering. I sent um, Dadi Freyd, you know, the Eurovision. Yeah. I sent the video that they did last year mm-hmm. to my family group chat, my family who lives like in other places in Europe. And he, they said something like, "It looks like um, it looks like a bunch of high school kids like at the talent show or something." <laughs> I was furious. I was like, yeah. "How dare you!" Yeah, yeah. Um, I felt this way, not about Dada Fred, no. <laughs> but 
I remember, I can't remember who it was. I think it was like, it was some celebrity that was protesting uh, like against Iceland because of Iceland killing whales. Mm. And I, I did not do my research or anything, but I just like could not believe it at the time when I was like in high school. The audacity. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember like in high school, someone came up to me and was just like, do you know Iceland kills whales? And I was like, no, they don't. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Ever I know. Do I know that. them. <laughs> They're my friends and family. I know them. They wouldn't do that. And now I'm just looking back. It's just me being defensive, kind of. But like, I definitely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like I can bitch about it, but you can't bitch about yeah. it. Yeah, definitely protective of Iceland mm. and yeah, the language too, because it is pretty language. I think it's a really beautiful language, even though it's annoying because it doesn't have any rules and it takes forever to learn yeah (laughs) back to that yeah back to that (laughs) okay i have a question for you yeah when you're in a um social situation Mm -hmm. do you want icelanders to speak to you in icelandic because i you know people are always saying like oh my god these icelanders they never speak icelandic to foreigners and you know I I hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. And then like inside I'm like, mm, okay, but I kind of like it when they also speak English to me. Like it's yeah. not the worst thing that's ever happened when an Icelander speaks Icelandic to me. No, I think it's definitely, this is such a hard question. Yeah. Because I, I don't like either. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> like I don't like when they speak only Icelandic to me and I don't like when they speak only English to me. I think that you're really hard to please. Yeah, I'm definitely really hard to please. And I think that, but I think, honestly, I think if I make an effort to speak Icelandic to them and they speak English back to me, it feels, it's it's actually kind of hurtful. I feel like the, my Icelandic is not good enough for them to respond to me in Icelandic. Mm-hmm. But if I speak English to them and they speak English back to me, then it like makes sense because I think maybe their brain is just, you know, they're taking them in the information in English and then it's just natural for them to speak back in English a lot mm-hmm. of times. Um, but I don't know. I think, I think it just, it, it really depends on the situation. I think I, I, I really appreciate it when Icelandic people ask me, like, do you want, do you okay. want me to speak Icelandic or English? Because it can change on from day to day. Definitely. S- some days I'll feel like much more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, having a an exchange in Icelandic and some days it's just not possible it's not happening today do you know what I mean yeah, definitely I sometimes go into social settings where I tell people like for example at work I'll say you know we're having lunch or something so it's going to be mostly small talk I'll say like that everyone can speak Icelandic mm-hmm. and then sometimes I immediately regret it because then I just am silent and don't say anything. Yeah. And like then I can kind of feel like they're wondering if like I'm understanding. So then they ask me. And sometimes I understand. and I, Or most of the time I understand I just don't really have much input or I mm-hmm. can't like find my words. Because maybe I'm taking so much energy to um, try to understand what's going on. Yeah. I don't know what it is. But yeah. I think it's really difficult because like some of the most um, lonely I felt is when I'm at a uh, like a social situation when there's people around me who are like continuing to speak to me in Icelandic and they do it from it's from a place of kindness that they're, they're trying to help yeah and they've heard that it's really important that Icelandic people need to continue speaking Icelandic but if it's if I you feel you feel outside of it mm-hmm. you know um it's a really difficult one yeah and I think you're probably right you probably just have to ask ask I, the person I think it's the safest kind mm-hmm. of option yeah, because like you said, 
every day is different. Yeah. Sometimes you're just mentally exhausted and speaking in another language is difficult. And I mean, I also have to keep that in mind for Icelandic people. Mm -hmm. I typically think that it's just easy for most True. Icelandic people to speak English. It probably takes a lot of energy for them also. Yeah. But I think this wow, is... Wow, I hadn't even considered that. <laughs> no, I know. Why did I bring it up? But, yeah. but I do think like, yeah, I often, I forget it. And it, but it is, it is really difficult, I think, when you're speaking English with an Icelandic person and they make it very clear that it's really difficult for them to speak English. I really don't I like... that. Yeah. I don't like... I know how it feels for somebody to not... Like when I'm speaking Icelandic, I feel like I have kind of some sort of disability or something. Mm. <laughs> or like, yeah, mm. you, not a disability, but like... But you feel like you're not equal in the yeah, conversation. Yeah, maybe that's that's a better way to put it, I think. Um, yeah, so I would not want someone else to feel that way with me. But that's I've told you about my friend who speaks Icelandic to me, and I speak English back to her, and that we just have this like fluid conversation, and it's nice. That is the dream. Yeah. I would really love to have that kind of... Mm -hmm system yeah I think once you can understand well mm. you can have a friend like that because because then you get to you get to share your personality as well and I think one of the hardest things and maybe why I find Icelandic so emotional and why it upsets me so much when I feel like I can't express myself is because I feel like I feel like I lose a part of my personality and I've been here two years now mm. I genuinely I feel like a piece like I have feel like I've lost a little bit of, of my personality yeah which is really it was really sad for me when I realized that mm -hmm. I was like wow I like I am not the person that I was before mm -hmm. for some reason because yeah it's it it's hard because you're you're like okay if so hard to explain it is really difficult to, I, I I can totally relate to you though on this it's it's really difficult to mm. explain I think it's because you're never, okay, It's maybe I'll try and explain it. It's because you're never pushing the conversation. You're like reacting to conversations a lot. Yeah. When you're learning a language, it's really hard to, you know, change the subject, talk about a new thing, be pushing the direction of the conversation. Mm -hmm. So you end up just reacting to it. Yeah. And so then you, it's much, I, I feel like it's much harder to share who you really are. Mm. Um. And I would say that is the number one challenge that I've had here. Yeah, it's like it is a loss and loss of identity, yeah. and I feel like I'm trying to rebuild it now from mm -hmm. scratch, or kind of from scratch. Um, yeah, I I can definitely relate to you on this. Mm. I think it's definitely for me also one of the hardest parts about living in Iceland mm. is you know kind of regaining my identity. I think when I first moved here, I thought it was going to be much smoother. Yeah. Just because when growing up and we'd come here in the summer times, I was just playing with my cousins and didn't feel any exclusion or anything like this. We were just kids playing. But then when you come as an adult and you're in adult settings, mm -hmm. it just changes completely. And it's you really realize how difficult it can be. And also like absorbing a new culture yeah. and just like... A, spending most of my time kind of like observing others and then realizing that I'm much different than everyone else and like maybe what I like to talk about is different I think that there's really common topics for Iceland people to talk about mm -hmm. but I don't really like I can't really relate to it all mm -hmm. like a lot of traditional things and for example like in the 
I don't know, in going to Theodhau teeth and mm. these kind of events that a lot of people talk about. Mm-hmm. I feel like Icelandic people are on the same page. Like a lot of Icelandic people, they're just like on the same page. Everyone kind of, you can hear it in the swimming pool. Yeah. People are talking about the same things, kind of. Yeah, exactly. And it's things that if you are new to Iceland, you haven't experienced. Yeah. Or, yeah, you haven't grown up with. True. I think one thing that was a bit of a breakthrough from for me um, was like deciding when, like making the decision, when am I going to practice my Icelandic and when am I going to share my personality? Yeah. So, for example, it was really important to me to meet my boyfriend's family in English. Mm-hmm. And actually, I've got a situation like you and your friend his family speaks to me in Icelandic and I speak back in Icelandic or in English. Um, but I thought it, I found it was really, really important, especially at the beginning, for me to be able to express myself properly and make a connection with the with the people yeah. rather than use it as an opportunity to practice my Icelandic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think that, I think that's such a good thing to remember mm. is that you don't have to walk into every situation and try and speak Icelandic like if that means that you're going to lose a little bit part of yourself and you're going to feel worse about it later then it's really not worth it not worth it at all you're not in school 24 7 no you know you could there's a place and a time to practice your Icelandic and I I think that's such a good thing to remember because instead of beating yourself up about not speaking Icelandic you know as much as you can especially if you're the only one in the room Mm. that is speaking English like it's fine for you Exactly. And that that's also, we have that privilege of, you know, English being our first language is that we can use that too. Yeah, know, exactly. That's with so true. most people. Mm-hmm. Most people in Iceland speak English and there's a lot of resources in English, but still not as many as I would like. No. <laughs> I would like a lot more. I want everything in English too. <laughs> but I would like some more news in English. That's true. Like at least subtitles. On yeah. roof. Why is there not subtitles on roof? I don't know. That I, I realized that early on. I was like, what the hell? Like why Yeah. yeah. Maybe because it's live and it's happening every day and they just they just don't. But it's like it, it 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 doesn't seem like it would be that difficult to do it, but I don't know. Is it, I don't think it's too much to ask. Uh no, I don't think so either. Especially and I think it's so important that foreigners know what's going on in the society. Yeah. I saw it actually on on the news. Or it was on like Visit.is or something that for the first time there was a, or like the first time I came across it, there was an English um, news article, like in with all the Icelandic ones. Oh, really? And it was about this uh, American guy who got lost at the volcano. Yeah. And it kind of made me think that the reason why they put it there is because they want to make sure, like they're putting the word out for everyone. For you know, tourists like, also who are yeah. traveling. Or yeah. For tourists that are traveling and also just anybody living in Iceland. Because, like, that's just, you know, most people living in Iceland can probably at least read English. Yeah. Um, and they really wanted to find this guy. So, like, they put it on, put it in English to make sure that everybody can understand. And it kind of felt like it should always be that way. Like, exactly. It should always be, like, I think everything on the news. Well, maybe not news everything. is but, important for everyone. Yeah. And it also should be accessible. Feeling like you're a part of the culture. And maybe not so much the culture, but like, yeah. But what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. 
being able to, to yeah, just like it, you, it is really surprising. Of course, there is like the grapevine that they true. do news in um, news in English, but I noticed that it's it's not like it's not everyday news. No, and it's not necessarily the news that every other Icelandic person is looking at. Like true, it's it, kind of touristy. Yeah, feels kind of like that. Yeah, but it is it is really nice. I love reading their newspapers. Yeah, I love them as well. Hopefully, maybe there'll be a change. I think like we should just make make more noise about it. Also, yeah, we I want agree. we want to be included. That's the whole thing. Like yeah. that's the whole point of this podcast. We want to be included. We feel like we're making an effort to be included. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just having like we are learning Icelandic. We will be able to read the news articles, and we can read them. It just takes us a lot longer. And I think, but just having it there in English, it just makes you feel more welcomed. I don't know. That's like you're 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 accounted for. Mm-hmm. Like whilst you're learning this like whilst you're in the process of learning Icelandic, which takes a fucking long time, mm-hmm. here it is in English. It's it would be a nice gesture. Yeah. I think. I love when I see job applications for Icelandic companies in English. Yeah. I feel like that is just such a sign of, you know, inclusion mm-hmm. for people that are not only speaking Icelandic. Yeah. I think it's so cool. I wonder if people would counter that and say, like, we're in Iceland. Like, we speak Icelandic here. Yeah. Like, I've heard that a few times. I've like, definitely heard this. And I mean, yeah, okay. We can also have everything in Icelandic. <laughs> but just, yeah. like, I think that it's considerate to have it in English as well. I don't know. I mean, like, I guess, like, I guess we, I, as Icelanders, we want to also benefit from, you know, international things, people, cultures. Like, if we want that in our society, then it has to be, of course, available and inclusive. True. That's, I guess, how I would. Yeah. Just for the, I don't think, it's not my point of view that, you know, we should just have everything in Icelandic. That's not what I'm saying. No, no, but definitely there is probably going to be people who say that. Yeah. And also, I totally understand why people want to protect this language. I mean, it's, it's a really special thing to have such a small amount of people speaking one language. Yeah, it's and amazing. It is really, really cool. And I, I, I really hope Icelandic doesn't die out. But I, They need more learners then. They need more people like us who yeah, are like learning true. this language. Yeah. And by having these English resources, it makes the process... Much easier. Yeah, because you don't have to kind of yeah, be in the dark while mm. you're learning. Exactly. And you have some... I don't know. Maybe just makes your experience living in Iceland more enjoyable mm. overall. Yeah. So do you do you speak Icelandic at all with your boyfriend? Um. Yeah. I mean, no. Yeah. Our relationship is in English. Very recently, we've tried to start speaking more Icelandic, mm-hmm. but it's always like just in. Okay, we're going to speak Icelandic for the next, you know, and it lasts twenty minutes, and then we're back to English. Yeah. Um, actually, I was listening to a different podcast by another wonderful foreigner living in Iceland. She's called Jules, and she has her own podcast called All Things Iceland, all about Iceland. I think it's called All Ooh. Things Iceland. Okay. Um, and she was saying, she has an Icelandic husband, and she was saying that she did 31 strict days of just speaking Icelandic. Wow. Um Good on her. Yeah, definitely. Well, that would be definitely difficult. <laughs> Good on her. I don't know if I could do that. No. Um, but I, and that's just going back to what we were saying before. I think like when it comes to relationships, mm-hmm. I think like the priority for me is like that I culture 
a relationship with my boyfriend rather than use him as an Icelandic resource. Yeah. And it's boring for him, sorry. It probably yeah. is really bo- would be boring for him if like I was there talking in my like Icelandic which is kind of childish and and do you ever do you ever feel like you're when you're speaking Icelandic do you ever feel like, like you're a bit it is a bit childish. I feel like I'm on a different we're not on the same level. No. And I find that uncomfortable. <laughs> I definitely can agree. <laughs> I think that yeah, whenever Dunn and I well, actually, we've been speaking Icelandic to each other a bit more because mm. my sister and her boyfriend, they just moved in with us and they're both don't speak yet Icelandic. So it's kind of like... Are you excluding se- the followers, the, the foreigners? <laughs> yeah, I'm awful. I'm like a total, like, what is it, hypocrite. <laughs> no, but I think it's like, it's fun to have a secret language. So, and But sometimes I feel like they think I'm like showing off because mm-hmm. I'm like, just start rambling in Icelandic to Danne. Mm. <laughs> but I think it... Um, yeah, that's inspired me to speak more Icelandic with Dunnit because yeah. I, I, my sister and her boyfriend are in the same house as us and we can just kind of have our secret language. But um, I, I'm definitely like, we we would sometimes plan to go for just a walk and speak Icelandic with each other, which was kind of nice. Mm. Or just have like an hour walk, speak Icelandic, but then it would be over and we could go back and speak English. But that's fine. I think that's just great. Yeah. I actually like that idea. Go for a walk. Yeah. And on the walk, you only speak Icelandic and then and I, back I, to English. Typically, he will, you know, initiate the conversations that we have. That's the thing. It's really hard to initiate the conversation yeah. yourself. Yeah, true. And that's probably, that's partly probably kind of linked to what you were saying about losing your personality because you, mm. you were definitely like the kind of person that initiates conversations I would like to think so you definitely are yeah. you you ask a lot of questions about people and you want to like get want to, know to know people yeah. and you're like you're curious about them and you're asking a lot of questions and it's in Icelandic sometimes it, it, it in you when you can't really find the words to ask them it kind of feels like you're you're not interested in that person but mm-hmm. but that might also be us or like you picking up on like cultural things in Iceland because it is kind of a or at least how I've observed it it's not as common to ask people a lot of questions about themselves if you don't know them. That's so true. Oh my God. Do you think that's a cultural thing maybe? I think so. I don't know. I think it's maybe, maybe it has to do with how small the country is and you just kind of... You know, basically. You kind of know people, <laughs> which I think is, it is kind of weird that's to so, kind so of know everyone. Yeah. Because I have taken offense yeah. many times mm-hmm. and I'm like, hi, do you not care yeah. about me at all? <laughs> yeah. Am I yeah. no one to you? Exactly. Do you know, but maybe it's a culture. I hadn't considered that at all. Yeah. Um. I, I, I kind of, I feel like I, because that's also, I think one of my strengths growing up was how curious I am about other people. Like I just ask a lot of questions to people I don't really know. And then they're like, kind of like me because they're like, oh, she's interested. She's interested. In, yeah. yeah. Like talking about me. Like, because I like talking about other people. But I think I've kind of picked up a little bit on this not asking people questions about themselves. Have you started doing that yourself? Like, I think I, when I'm with Icelandic people, like, I, maybe with you and, like, with some, my other friends in English, but, like, in Icelandic and, like, with Icelandic people, I'm kind of more timid because I feel like it's not a cultural norm. And it's kind of weird to... I've heard people saying that, like, it would be very American to come up and ask somebody a bunch of questions and... Maybe intrusive. Probably definitely intrusive. And also just... Yeah, like, definitely intrusive. <laughs> wow. That has, yeah, 
I had I really hadn't considered that. I was like, oh, you lot are just rude. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care about me at all. Yeah. And it's, it, it's easy to tell yourself that too. Like, yeah, because it is. Yeah, I've definitely been in these Icelandic party settings where I'll just be sitting there. Like I'll be at a baby shower or something and I will not really know anyone except for the like expectant the, mother. Yeah, the expectant mother. And no one will say anything to me. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm just sitting next to somebody and they don't say anything. And I, I have to just like always spark up the conversation. And I feel like. Well done. Because sometimes I sometimes get so I, mad that I'm like, I'm not even. And then I become part of the problem as well. Yeah. I don't always do it. But it can definitely be difficult. And I, th- yeah. I think I, I really think it's just like cultural cultural difference. I think we could do a whole episode on just navigating social situations as a foreigner in Iceland. I think we should do that. Yeah. Because I think we could talk about it for a long time. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, it's it has a lot to do with the Icelandic language, of course. Like mm-hmm. Definitely. I think it all stems back to that. Yeah. And I think everything is going to be 100 times easier when we feel more confident in Icelandic. Definitely. But give us the time yeah. and space that we yeah. need to learn it because it can be, it's going to, yeah, you, you, there's no reason to really rush yourself. No. Even, it will come eventually. Exactly. It will come and it will come in its own time. That's what I've, that's what I've learned because I thought I was going to be done by uh, one year. I thought I was just going to like learn it mm-hmm. and within a year I'd be like, you know, chatting away. Yeah. I have another friend who's living in, uh, who moved to Italy at the same time that I moved to Iceland. Mm-hmm. And it's infuriating she- watching her stories on Instagram. <laughs> and she's just there babbling along in Italian, like yeah. with all of her Italian friends. And yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. You know, I'm I'm still sweating <laughs> like a pig. And you're, you're speaking to some hunky Italian men yeah. Yeah. in <laughs> Italian. Like fluently. Fluently. Yeah. At least it sounded fluently to me. It sounded fluent to me. But yeah, Icelandic is just different. It's different, and I mean, some people. I mean, we know one of our friends. Mm. <laughs> she just jumped right into the deep end. Mm-hmm. So everyone has their different ways of learning. And our friend who's been here for like two or three years, she mm-hmm. is now you know applying for jobs in Icelandic, going to computer science, learning in Icelandic. She has like, runs business meetings in Icelandic. Yeah, and I'm just forever in awe of this woman. Exactly, we'll, we'll get her on the podcast. Yes, her she in her her relationship, she speaks Icelandic, and yeah, so she just like drove right through. So some people, this works for them. Yeah. Other people, we need to take it a little slower. Yeah, and that's fine. That's so fine. And you know, you have to protect your mental health. Also, you have to, but you know. You have to do what's comfortable for you because there's no point in like jumping into the deep end and surrounding yourself with only Icelandic if that's going to make you miserable. Exactly. We need to have another episode about that, how Mm -hmm. to protect your mental health Mm -hmm. when you're like just, you know, having these growing pains. Mm, So Big time. Um, So we've talked a lot about um, the difficulties of Icelandic. Mm -hmm. Should we jump into something a little bit more lighthearted? I am... Okay, I actually have a... Um, a fun game that we're going to play. <laughs> okay. I don't know how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, but Sonia, you've been here for almost four years now. Yeah. Your Icelandic is pretty good. You said 80%, you know. Uh, don't quiz me, though. I'm not going to quiz you. <laughs> well, it is a quiz. Okay. Um, yeah. Go on. I'm so, ready. No. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> so, one of the ways um, to sound really, really authentic, I think, in Icelandic mm-hmm. is to use the word yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. And I was um I'm in this Facebook group uh, and somebody shared this amazing kind of picture mm-hmm. of 15 useful meanings of the word yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. So I'm going to say yeah yeah in a certain way. Mm-hmm. You're going to um guess what it means. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, definitely. Like you use it in different settings, different reasons why you say the word yeah, yeah. So what reason is that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you say it again? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Imagine, okay, this is, I'm going to give you a clue. This is at a social <laughs> event. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is like when you know, when nobody has anything to say anymore and you're kind of just want to leave the table. Correct. Woo! <laughs> Apparently I've heard that if somebody says, yeah, yeah. So the third time that somebody says, yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever, it's like, Get then out. it's time yeah. to leave. <laughs> <laughs> then you know it's time to leave. Okay, let me see if I can make some more. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Something. I mean, I see your facial expression in front of me. It's mm-hmm. it's something I'm really acting it out. Yeah, you're. It's something. It's something smelly. No, <laughs> no. It's something kind of like odd and weird. Weird. Correct. Okay. okay. Like that's weird. Yeah. Okay. I'll do one more. Apparently, there's one that means "How about the weather?" Yeah, yeah. Meaning "How about the weather?" I don't know how we would say that. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, ready? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come on, go again. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hi, Sonia. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's go. Yeah, true. Good. But that's not the one I was going for. It's like, so what's up? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or I don't know. Yeah, maybe yeah. this is my, um, maybe the problem's with me. <laughs> I, maybe I haven't got a full grasp of the whole. At yeah, least yeah. I think we, like, I'm. We're, I'm getting them though. You like, are I, getting them. Yeah. So there's a reason for that. I still haven't incorporated yaya yeah, yeah into my vocabulary yet. No. Yaya, yeah, yeah, score. No, score. not yet. The no. Score, score. is I just... love I love putting a little score. Yeah. Score. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like such an imposter though when I'm doing that. But that's just like my personality problem. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> just like Okay, fun. fun should we days. touch should we touch on a few words and phrases in Icelandic that don't exist in English? Yes. I found this um, article online. It's Iceland magazine that they've written an an article about ten words and phrases in Icelandic that don't exist in English. And I think this is so beautiful. I love mm-hmm. finding words like this that yeah. don't translate. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite on this list? Um, yeah, you know it. Nenna, yenneki. Ye bara altav ye bara altav nenneki. Ye bara nenneki fara ut. I don't feel like it. Does this? Yeah. Okay. I can't be bothered. Yeah. So nenna. It, yeah. It's a it's a verb. Av nenna. And do, you can also use it as like nenrua sona. Nen, do you want? Yeah. Do, do you can know? you can you bother to? Yeah. N- can you just grab that for n- me? Yeah. Nenrua sietja. Okay. Yeah. They they say on this in this article that the closest word in English would be to bother. Yeah. But there is no proper equivalent. The word can denote the meaning of being too lazy to do something. I can't be bothered or I don't feel like it. 
but is but it is also often used almost as please like yeah. Like, yeah would you mind to close the door so yeah i like it yeah i really like it what about you do you have a favorite i love gluckaveður yeah gluckaveður but not really yeah okay i don't <laughs> like the love word, what it is i yeah, love exactly. the word yeah it was actually one of the first i, I learned it really really early on mm-hmm. um and I love it. So it means when the when the weather looks really nice mm-hmm. through the window. Yeah. It's called it translates literally as window weather. Mm-hmm. So it looks really good from the window, but it's actually really, really cold. <laughs> or really, really windy or something. AKA most every day. days of the year. <laughs> it's just like if the sun's out, it's glucose. Mm. And yeah, I love it. I it also sounds really nice in my opinion. And then there's one other word. So Apparently, there's like 100 different words for snow in Icelandic. Yeah. And I learned one, which I love. So, you know, when you're driving in the snow mm-hmm. and the snow like dances in front of you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think you're so. You're driving and like this and the like and the snow, it's not just lying flat. It's like somehow with the wind and the air, like yeah. dances on the road. Mm-hmm. It's called, it's, there's a name for that. Yeah. And it's skavreningur. Okay. Skavreningur. Uh, Skavreningur. Skavreningur. Yeah. Okay. I don't really know how it translates, but I just no. like that there's a word for that yeah. in particular. Yeah. I'm looking through the list a little bit. I mean, þetteredast is always really nice. Þetteredast. Yeah, exactly. Takk fyrir síðast. I love that. Yeah. Have you heard that? Oh, yeah. That's like after a work party the next day. It's just like, takk fyrir síðast. Yeah. Like, I, so it's something that people say... So imagine you've you went to a party or you saw somebody on Saturday, you see them again on Tuesday, and then the first thing they say is "tak for the meaning like "thanks for last time." Yeah, which is sounds really weird in English. And everyone says it. Everyone says it. Yeah, it's like weird not to say it. I remember when I first someone first said it to me after like an event, I was just like, I I like froze up, and like now it's just very calm. Like now I'm just like okay, I just say "similar this." Similar this. Yeah. That's also some uh, a word that's maybe, it's not on this list, but similar to this. It's kind of like same to you. Yeah. I remember one time my dad, um, when I first arrived in Iceland, I was, my dad's Icelandic. And um, we were like practicing a few words in Icelandic. And mm-hmm. he said, he said, I love you. He said, yeah, And I said, similar this. And he <laughs> died of laughter. I don't know why. Apparently you just don't say similar this to, really? like, I love you. Yeah. That's I think you say like, Elskathelika or something. Yeah. But I said Strumali. That is so funny that he just died of laughter yeah. because it, it's like And he was like, it's correct. Yeah. Like it's correct, but nobody says it. Yeah. You know, that's not how you use it. No. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that, so that's like, I learned something well, today. There you go. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> All right. I think that was a really good talk. Yeah, I think we covered most of our bases. Yeah. And we will see. Yes.